25. Psalm number 25. We're having a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, of a crash after. Maybe that's what you sense, Brother Johnny, is um, Dave and Lena took off and Tom and Debbie took off, you know. We were having a big family powwow for a while there, but now it's, now it's all, they're all gone. It's kind of sad. But you guys are here. So that's, uh, we got the church family. It was a nice visit with Dave and Lena this time. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, but anyways, it says here in verse number five of Psalm 25, it says, lead me in thy truth and teach me. We were talking um, tonight with Judy. She would like to join the church. So we're going to be voting on that, making that official this Sunday evening with a few other positive things on the agenda. Um, and uh, she was talking tonight about this being a church. The reason why she wants to commit to this church is this is a place where she learns the truth. And I thought, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That's great. Um, she loves the John Sunday School class, and, and just she's learning from the Bible here, and uh, that's wonderful. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. That's a wonderful heart to have right there. To, be a, to have a teachable spirit. I'm amazed. Uh, we had the, again, somebody it was laid on someone's heart in our church. Um, in this case, it was, it was uh, it wasn't Pastor Mark, it was Dad. Dad, what do you think about starting an institute? Um, I don't know, like, <laughs> how would that work exactly? Uh, we've talked about starting an uh, institute here before, but just never really, you, sometimes you kick the tires a little bit and it just isn't going anywhere. Right? And, and uh, so I was like, what would that look like? Well, you know, we found this and, and uh, we, we think we could, you know, God wants us to do this if, if, we, if you'd be behind it. And so we prayed about that a little bit. And God gave us a Bible Institute, uh, Faith Bible Institute, and, and I've just uh, I've been so encouraged to see, you know, people uh, learning from that and benefiting from that, and growing, just being in the Word of God and solid, it's biblical, and I think we have 15 in there in, in the Bible Institute uh, this semester, and it's just that heart of uh, lead me in Thy truth and teach me. Can't get enough of it, you know. Uh, this is the truth that you have for us, and and. Uh, and so we'll just continue to have opportunities in different ways for the young people to learn, um, for, uh, for, for, for adults, for children. We've got the, the kids' church. And I know, you know, that, I mean, we, 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 we did different things at different times. Like, it is good for the, for the kids to be able to learn to, to sit in church, and they can, pay, they can learn to pay attention. But I think it's also really good for them to I don't think I got much out of the preaching when I was six years old, okay? Like the adult preaching. Probably a little bit by us, you know, maybe a little bit was, was clanking around in there. But to have people that prepare to present it in a, in a way that the same truths in a way that a kid can understand, I think that's really valuable. That's really valuable. And just different ways throughout the church. Which are, the whole heart of it isn't just to have a bunch of programs. You know, that church is great. It's got a lot, of, a lot of things going on. Well, what is going on? What's it all adding up to? Is it just a bunch of things going on? 
Well, hopefully they're all, you know, designed and prayerfully put in place to lead people in truth that, that desire that. And to be able to ta be taught and equipped and strengthened. And uh, to, to be kingdom people and uh, to be working for the Great Commission during the, uh, the lives that God has given us. Um, Lord, help us now as we look at, at a couple more truths in this passage. Lord, help us to uh, be encouraged by them and, Lord, to be strengthened and, Lord, maybe even convicted in Jesus' name. Amen. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. And if God has given us that great truth of how we can know for sure that our sins are forgiven and we have eternal life, if he can mastermind that, then I want to know everything he else he has for life as well. That's, I mean, that is, that's taking care of things so I can just be freed up now. I don't have to worry anymore about, you know, keeping score or trying to, to, to fulfill a checklist uh, about, you know, trying to keep some church sacraments, about being a good boy or being a good girl. You know, I'm freed out from that whole thing of thinking, okay, have I done enough today, you know, to, to deserve going to heaven? <laughs> How can you ever know, right? How can you ever know if you've been good enough? Well, Jesus came, and he, he came to be righteousness for us. And uh, there's none other name given, you know, among men whereby we must be saved. And, and Jesus, there's one God and one mediator between God and men, and that's Jesus Christ. And so that frees us up, right? Brethren, you've been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty as an occasion to the flesh. In other words, it's not the liberty that some people think of. I'm just free to do whatever I want now, right? Lasciviousness, license. Um, you know, some people turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, right? Into license. They say, well, you know, God's grace, that just means that um, I can just do whatever I want and still call myself a Christian. What, what the Bible teaches is we are now free from the mentality of having to keep the law in order to gain favor with God. And now we're just freed up to, to serve him out of love and to learn to soak it in as much as he has for me and to live the good life of how he made it, how he designed it, right? Uh, because he saved us. And, and, and uh, if he saved us, man, you know, he took care of that part. I want to get as much out of my life as a saved person as I can now. Thou art the God of my salvation. And then it says this, On thee do I wait all the day. And the term there, um, the term is that we trust on Him. We trust Him. We trust the Lord. But you know, I do find in a, that trusting the Lord in a literal sense does mean waiting at times as well, doesn't it? Being, being, being patient. Um, as Americans, sometimes we feel like, like as long as there's noise and there's something happening, you know, then, then it's good. We don't like prolonged periods of waiting. Or even just silence. 
I mean, I'm that way. I've gotten to, you know, a habit like, you know, now it's like times when I normally just been silent and doing something, maybe throwing some wood or whatever. You know, now I'm sticking something in my ear and, and listening to something. You know, I don't know if that's always a good habit. I mean, if it's good things you're listening to. And, you know, we, we, think, of, we think of silence and kind of that, that time where there's nothing happening. That, like, that's just awkward. Um, like, say we were here in, a, say, a Sunday school class and a question's asked and nobody's answering. Let me just wait for a bit. Start fidgeting a little bit, right? It's like, come on. Somebody answer. It doesn't matter what. Just answer something to fill this dead space. Right? Isn't that kind of the way we are? Somebody say something. Just something. Right? But is that good? I'm just going to throw something out there right now and see if it sticks because it's awkward just to wait. Well, wouldn't it be better to... Okay, there was a question. Let me contemplate that. Let me see if God takes me and brings a thought here that actually, you know, goes along with this, the truth of what we're trying to look at. And, uh, and then God may prompt me to say something. Is waiting, does it always have to be a bad thing? You know, does that time of silence, um, like, all right, we split up into, into small groups to have prayer time. And in small groups, I mean, you're pretty much going to be able to, you know, one person's going to pray, the next person's going to pray, the next person's going to pray, and you get it done, right? Um, and it's, it's, there's like a comfort level there. There's a comfort level maybe with the same people you pray for like, with, with every time. Once in a while, we probably need to do, do more of this, uh, but once in a while we just say, okay, now we're just going to have a time of prayer as the Spirit leads. Like corporate prayer. And the person, you know, whether it's me or somebody who's just leading, who's leading, will just go and sit down. And... Well, you know, humanly speaking, there's a risk involved there. What if nobody prays? That's going to be super awkward. Right? And then we start thinking more about how weird this is instead of like, okay, let's just seek the Lord here. Let's wait upon the Lord. Maybe he's going to prompt me to represent the body here and cry out to him about something. Confess something. You know, take something to need to him. Right? Because we're comfortable filling space with just like activity or noise. It's like the mindset of, I would rather be making progress driving in the wrong direction than stop and ask where I should be going. You know, as long as I'm driving somewhere and getting there fast, that's better than slow down, stop, try to figure things out, and go the right way. Right? <laughs> and it's all, I think it just kind of comes back to just like, it's, it's, it's just our humanity. It's, it's us. You know, it's, it's, it's our flesh that just wants to be in charge and... and doesn't want to wait upon the Lord. I know waiting upon them, I mean, the main, the main idea of that is trusting the Lord. But it's, there's times when you're trusting the Lord where it's going to, you know, God is not going to, God is not pressured on your timetable. I think that God ever feels like, like sometimes if I, if I feel someone's waiting for me, I start to get a little, a little anxious, right? 
like I gotta, I gotta cut this off because you know, and I'm, I confess I'm terrible at that sometimes. It's like you know, I get in, I'm in one appointment and I'm thinking about the next appointment instead of just fulfilling that appointment, right? That's, I mean, you know, we get we get pressured by the clock and by time and by schedules, and you got to have a certain amount of that. You know, God is not the author of, of this chaos and confusion, but you know, God isn't. He, so isn't pressured by our timetable. Like, okay, like, I see, you know, Mark Philbers to get a little anxious about this situation. I don't want him to be uncomfortable, so, I, you know, I better get something done right now. We've got to learn to wait upon the Lord and trust Him. Trust His timetable. And there's been some pretty big times in my family that I had to lead in that way. Because, like, as, as the dad... You know, and the man of the house, I look myself as, as the provider, I'm the direction giver, I'm the one who, who you know, who leads. And, uh, and so if there's, if there's a time when, you know, one direction isn't working for us, then I need, to, I need to get us to that next thing, like yesterday. And God says, well, okay, what, are you gonna, what is it exactly you're going to do? I have no clue. But we've got to get it done, right, God? Like right now? Maybe, maybe not. And there's been times when there's been months of me just having to, okay, simmer down. Trust me. You know, take it easy. I know you want to have it all figured out. Your way, your time, and all that. But do you, you know, it's easy to trust God when he's already given you, you know, the the plan and you're pretty sure you can do it. But what about when you don't really know exactly what the future is going to hold? And, and, and right now you're almost at a place where you're like, you're just, you're there and you don't know where to go. Those are the times when I've learned the most about how, you know, God just says, hey, look, it's still me and you. I haven't gone anywhere. I got a plan in this. It'll be okay. We'll get there. And then when we do, it's like, is this what you had in mind the whole time, Lord? I couldn't have... I didn't envision this at all. And it's way better than what I was trying to connive. Um, and uh, I would have, if I'd have had it my way during that time of, of, of uh, impatience, we, we would have ended up in Wisconsin. I mean, that's like, you know, that's like sending somebody to Siberia. I was going to self-inflict that upon myself. I was going to move my, you know, me and my family to Wisconsin. <laughs> If that had been a Lord, it would have been great to be in Wisconsin, okay? Um, just like we've got brother, brother, uh, uh, brother um, uh, what do you call that up, up there? Um, brother Hitz, he's in the, it isn't Siberia quite, but Baffin Islands. Brother Baffin Islands up there. You know, I wouldn't, want to, I, wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to spend one year there. But God's put him there, and he's joyous, right? God, uh, God's put us in Maine, and we're really happy that, that he did. And God's way is best. God's way is best. And if you look at verse number two, it says, Oh my God, I, what's it say? Trust in thee. I trust in thee. Learn to wait upon the Lord. I trust in thee, Lord. And um, when you choose to wait on the Lord, you'll always be in the right place at the right time and ready for the right thing. And don't you think God is worthy of our waiting and our trusting Him in that wait? You know, God's in it for the long haul. And He cares about you. 
He cares about you. He always has your best interest in mind. All we like sheep, <laughs> right? We just so easily go astray. But we have a good shepherd. He knows where the good, the good pastures are. He knows where the good waters are. You know, the sheep, they want to bolt over there and they want to drink out of that muddy puddle that about a hundred other sheep have already walked through and done who knows what else in. And, you know, they, they think that's the greatest thing. Right? That's what sheep will do. And the, and the shepherd will say, hey, get out of there. Come on. Trust me, I'm taking you something like way better than that. Right? Um, so, God's good. Lord, thank you that we can wait upon you. And uh, Lord, thank you for the Psalms. They're just so full of just real